I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Been On Our Mind. I'm so excited today, for we have our very first guest. I'd like to introduce you all to Julie Catrinette. She's a musician, a songstress, a mother, and a teacher, and overall, a lovely human being, whom I'm so excited to have here with us today. Hi, Julie. How are you today? Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for the lovely intro. I'm, I'm great. I'm so happy to be your very first guest. Yay! It's so Yay. exciting to have you here. So I'm curious. I know that you have some pretty incredible things going on right now. Could you tell us what has been on your mind lately? Well, what is on my mind? So many things. June is a pretty busy month for me. I have my album release on my mind. So I'm I'm releasing a new album shortly on July 1st. Uh, I'm also a mother and a teacher. So uh, June is super busy, uh, report card time and assessments and all of that, trying to do all that and keep the children entertained virtually is is a lot to have on my mind. And just the regular mom stuff, you know, the, there's always a bunch of stuff going on in there, in that old noggin of mine. <laughs> you do seem to have a lot on your plate right now. Um, you mentioned your album. So what can you tell us about your new album? Let us, let's not complicate things with our minds. Yeah, well, it's a collection of 10 songs that are very dear to my heart. Some of these songs I wrote as far as I'd say 13 years ago. And then the most recent one I just finished last summer right before recording. So there's eight of them that are in English, two are in French. French is my mother tongue. That's, you know, how I work and how I, I generally communicate with my, my son and my family. So it's just a very special album to me in a different genre that I'm used to as well. So yeah, I play in another band, which is more like a three-piece garage rock band. And this is more of a solo thing where I write all of the songs, but I have a, an all-star band accompanying me for this project. And hopefully I'll be able to play some shows with them, like as a band as well. Not to say that this will always be the way it is, like in my future albums, but super happy with the way it turned out for this first album. So pretty excited. 
That is really exciting. Could you tell us a little bit more about your bandmates that are featured on your album with you? Yeah, for sure. So first off, I have John Danielou, who's, well, all of these people are, are local musicians. So John Danielou has so much experience in many, many bands. He played in Murder, Murder, currently plays in Super Toke, used to play in PGW, Pistol George Warren. He has other, uh, he does his own stuff, his solo stuff. Anyway, so John produced the album. So he played a huge role in the way the album turned out, like the big, the full band sound. He uh, helped me out a lot with that, let's say, and he played many, many instruments on the album. Then I have my brother, Mitch Hool, who was the sound engineer. So we recorded the album in his basement studio last summer. He also plays drums and sings on one tune, keyboards, and was just very supportive throughout the whole project, let's say. Then we have Jeff McCullough, Hoslin, who is a local municipal councillor, I guess, but he's also a great musician and he plays violin slash fiddle on a few tunes. And I have Barry Miles, the banjo king, as I, I just decided to call him that. I hope I hope he doesn't mind. I've done a few interviews and I've just been calling him the banjo king. He rocks the banjo, plays on a few songs. And then I have two extreme powerhouses for vocals on two tracks. Patricia Cano, who is very well known for her own music, as well as Darlene. So they're both good friends of mine. And it was just a treat to get to sing with them and like, just basically have them even breathe on my album. It's like, yeah, it just sounds nice. <laughs> Anything they do sounds so pretty. So I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the whole band. So I'm pretty uh, happy with that. That's really exciting. I love that your brother came into the mix of things and helped you out. And not only that, but also played on your album and sang with you a little bit too. And you also have some really great musicians backing you up as well. And Murder, Murder with Jeff McCausland and Barry Miles. That's an amazing band that others that are listening to the podcast right now should probably check out if they want a little bit of a tapping, dancing their feet kind of situation. <laughs> totally. I, and John Danielou as well. Yes, yes. So there are like three of them. So all I had to do was add, uh, I guess, Steph Duchesne. <laughs> and I could have had... Or no, I think I'm missing a few. Oh, I'm missing a few others that's okay. for sure. That's, that's a okay. giant. That's like a huge <laughs> cast in that band. But anyway, yeah, they're a great band, and uh, yeah, it was it was super fun to do. Yeah, it's really exciting to see them joining you on your journey. And I'm curious about yeah. your album. Is there any specific song that stands out to you the most as like your most favorite piece on it? That might be a big question, but yeah. Uh, my God, I think my favorites sort of like vary depending on what kind of mood I'm in. I have a little special something. I have the list in front of me here. So I'm kind of like, hmm, because I think, let me, I'm changing my mind here. Tonight, tonight. I just really love tonight, tonight. I mean, I, I love all of them. I got to say, I don't know if that sounds weird, but they're like my babies. Tonight, Tonight is a song I started many, many years ago. Maybe I should say like some of these songs were written like 13 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, like, you know, within a 13 year space. 
some of them are like old, old memories or whatever. But that one, I started a long time ago and then I only finished it like last summer, right before recording it. So I just personally like the way it's a little bit more like old country and I like what I'm saying in it. And I just love singing it, like <laughs> singing those words. They're all just special songs to me. And it's hard. It's hard to pick between your babies. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely understand. I, I thought I'd just put you on the spot a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. I'm really excited. Looking forward to hearing your album too. It'll be so soon yes. that it's going to be completely released for the world to hear it. Yes. Yeah. So I have other questions here too. So you did mention tonight, tonight. Could you tell me the genre again? Like it's sort of like mm-hmm. a old country. I mean, okay. okay. The true country people will be like, no, that's not true country, whatever. But to me, it's like, it's a little bit of old country and the rest of the album goes a little bit everywhere like there's some I'd say like country folk there's a couple bluegrass songs that's where the fiddle comes in and then there's some really very quiet like nous ne vieillirons pas ensemble it's just oh I might make a mistake here but I'm pretty sure it's just like acoustic guitar upright bass and drums okay something like that anyway just very minimal um Mm -hmm. so yeah some somewhere in there like folk country rock ish uh, slash bluegrass yeah cool Cool. so that gives us a little bit of a taste as to what we can expect from your album Um, yeah i'm curious as well so how old were you when you first started playing music I got my first guitar when I was about, I, I'm going to say like 18. It was the end of high school. I went to Collège Notre Dame here in town and my parents bought me my first acoustic guitar. And it's just funny, my memories of those times, like me and my girlfriends, we all kind of had acoustic guitars all at the same time for the first time. So we would hang out in my basement and play like the weirdest songs like so- like David Bowie songs things that you probably shouldn't start with <laughs> but I don't I feel like the internet was kind of new then like I'm 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 older than you Kristen so <laughs> I feel like it was limited the kind of like you know how nowadays you can go online and find like any the you know yeah. the chords to any song well mm-hmm. it was kind of limited then so anyway but we, we tried our best and my I remember my brother Mitch being there and he was like four years younger than me and he would just show us and probably get discouraged with us. But he would like show us how to play the more complicated chords. So that that's how I started and my first gig was with my good friend Leah Roy. She asked me yeah. to play. She had already a project going called Ma Tante Florence, which was a francophone band featuring Ed Landry and a few other people. Ed Landry also just put out an album. He's local. Anyways, just a little FYI there. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, Leah asked me to play with her for the Bell Park Gazebo series, which was like every Sunday, I think they, well, before COVID anyway, they still had this. Uh, every Sunday, a band would play at the Bell Park Gazebo. And uh, so, yeah, I was just like so nervous. We practiced forever and that's how it began. And then me and her did like a little duet for a few years where we would play all over the place. And we actually had our own night at the townhouse. We would play Sunday nights 
to only I mean sometimes like two or three people <laughs> in the bar like the drunkest most random people but you know they were they were kind to us and uh those were some good times good memories yeah definitely and any practice too that i'm sure you can get in there and being in front of it like an audience exactly. no matter what size gives you like the experience for the future which is exciting yeah totally I love that you've been playing for quite some time. Um, who has been your biggest inspiration? Oh, oh my God. Well, that also has, has changed. Back in in those days, I've always been into like Neil Young and people like Lucinda Williams. I mean, I'm just talking about the music that like inspired me me and like, uh-huh. you know, that I love. Um, at, that, at that point, I was really into like Ani DeFranco and stuff like that, like things that were more acoustic-y. I got to say, I'm a huge fan of Patti Smith and Nico Case, her voice and her lyrics. And like Annie Lennox, my mom would always play a lot of Annie Lennox and Eurythmics. Like my parents are huge music lovers as well. And my dad's a musician. My mom recently took up the uh, little, whatchamacallit? <laughs> The little ukulele. The ukulele. <laughs> and anyways, so they always had the new music in the house kind of thing. Like what mm-hmm. my dad would always buy records. So, of course, I grew up with the classics, like lots, lots of Neil Young and, and the Beatles and Tom Petty and everything. So just music of all kinds. I find there's like a time for me to enjoy them. Depends on my mood. I'll go, I'll reach for like a certain genre I have such a hard time with that word genre yeah <laughs> uh, genre uh, I'll reach for a certain genre depending on what I want if I want to like party if I want to do yoga <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all very different but I really appreciate it all so you have quite an eclectic taste of music you would say probably I guess so yes <laughs> that's probably what I that would have been more eloquent no to it's say. great it's great it's nice to have all of these name drops for people and for myself as well there's a few in there that I was just like oh I don't know who that is so okay check out right Um, yeah and inspiration is a huge thing that that propels us on our our quest for creativity as well so you gotta name yes (laughs) oh and I I should also name uh I can't believe I forgot Julie Doiron it's funny that we share the same first name Julie mm-hmm. Duano. Anyways, she's pretty well known and she pretty very much well known. But anyways, huge inspiration. What I would listen to her in high school, her first album. If you haven't heard it, she's I think it's called So Lonely or no, mm-hmm. Loneliest in the Morning. Oh my god, you have to listen to that. I mean, it was perfect for my like teenage depression you know Mm -hmm. people go through um but I think she really influenced me because she writes really about like everyday things in the most simplest ways she has like a simple style but it made me see that maybe I could do it too kind of thing so it's not hugely complex music like she's not like ripping solos Mm -hmm. all the time and stuff so I thought like yeah I just I'm a fan of hers and everything she does one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so just wanted to add that yeah yeah i love that the simplicity is like a big part of your music as well yeah Um, the next question which i know that you mentioned a lot of acoustics so i'm curious as to what your favorite instrument is i guess the only the only one i play really is is the guitar so i'd have to say that's what i like to pluck a you know pluck around on i have Mm -hmm. played bass in a band but i wouldn't say i'm a bass player i don't know maybe that's weird but i just i can't just play along with someone on the bass really i (laughs) so the guitar would be my favorite i I like singing with it that would be it i like that the guitar yeah. is a great place to be, and it's a, yeah. it's a great one that you can easily just jam with anybody. Um, exactly. So you know it, <laughs> but yeah. you do. And I'm um, not like a, a very, I don't know, sometimes I've been insecure, I guess, about my, my guitar playing because I learned a certain amount of chords, and mm-hmm. I don't, I mean... I can't say I've gotten that much better. Like, I maybe I've gotten more confident and stuff. I'm not the kind of artist I guess who like endlessly practices <laughs> and, and I'm not super into like fine-tuning my guitar skills which maybe I should but I I also have like a day job and stuff like that so I I, exactly. I totally look I look up to those people but I I've just come to an agreement with myself ah what I do is good enough you know, when it comes to recording or whatever you could always add people who add a little special finesse I just like accompanying myself and singing. Like, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I just was going to say, you have to, like, stop caring. Like, stop worrying about that stuff at a certain point. And, you know. Yeah, most definitely. 
And I think that ties into, I'm just going to kind of swing back a little bit to like the mental health aspect and like things being on our mind. You mentioned like depression when you were younger. I don't want to open that up, but at the same time, like those insecurities as we do move forward and step into ourselves within our realm of creativity, no matter what that is, it's so important to let those go. And just, as you mentioned, what you're doing is good enough. And exactly. And you're, you're, you're a busy person. You're, you're a teacher as well and a mother and making this album and birthing it into the world. Like that is a lot. And I also know that you enjoy gardening and you have your own home and there's, there's a lot of work going in there. And I know that there's other creative aspects that you like to dabble into as well. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I do like, I kind of like, and I haven't always been this way, but like I've, I've sort of figured things out for myself along mm-hmm. the way, like the way I figured a few things out on, on what kind of make me happy and what I kind of need. And like, I like to live in a way that's always creative, even in my home life kind of thing, you know, like there's always ways and to just, I don't, I don't know, like gardening is creative. It, like the way you, you build your life is very creative. And I, yeah, for me, songwriting is part of that, is part of like my, uh, what I do for my mental health. Like, you know, a lot of my lyrics come from like my journaling and stuff like that. So it's not like I, I'm dedicating a hundred percent to one thing because I am realistic. Like I got to pay the bills. I love teaching. I love my job. I love being a mom. So I can't, I just have to be like, okay, this is good enough. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this album, whatever. And so yeah. it's a slow process, but I'm happy with the way our, things are coming out now. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. most definitely. It's all about that time management, right? Exactly. I love what you mentioned about like how everything is creative, basically. And I I approach life the same way. And that's kind of what birthed the inspiration for this podcast as well. And because I, I want people to have a space to share and about their creative outlets and what's on their mind and what's going on and all that kind of stuff. And how do you get creative? And creativity is found everywhere. You mentioned a little bit about your writing, which ties into the next question that I actually had. And you also mentioned one of your songs, Tonight Tonight, uh, was actually a 13-year process from start to finish, which I think is just so beautiful because I personally, myself, I have art pieces that I've been working on for years. And there are moments when I look at the art piece and I like kind of get a little let down and I'm like, oh no, like I haven't finished it yet. But at the same time, it's like, no, that doesn't matter. It's going to get finished when it's meant to get finished. But my question is, like, is there anywhere in particular that inspires you to write the most? Like a physical place? Yeah, or it can be like a sensation, an emotion. Um, Okay, okay. I think I've got it. Yes, there's a time. I like the morning, like with coffee. It sounds rare because yes I am so busy but there are days when I feel like oh I have not nothing much to do so (laughs) for me it's not much to do but maybe it seems like a lot but anyway so it's it's that feeling of like a ah, a brand new day and you have coffee like endless coffee and so I recently moved my bedroom upstairs in my house I have like an older home And it's just like a lovely space. It's like an older, kind of like an old attic that's been turned into, you know, so the the roof is all 
shorter. I don't know how do you like, describe like, uh, There's like a name. Yes, there, there is a name for that, but I don't know those names. Anyway, so anyways, and I've my dad did it all. Like, my God, he's done so much work here. Anyways, it's such a beautiful space and it really inspires me. It's like, it's truly a room of her own, you know, that book or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have plants up there. I have it's like I've held on to vintage things. So anyways, it's really cute with like objects and little furniture that I've kept throughout these years. That's really special to me. So I definitely Mm -hmm. love writing and singing up there. I've also written a few songs. My parents have a camp in West Arm and there's like a little, we call it Le Petit Camp. So like the little camp, that's where we grew up. Me and my brothers and my parents stayed in that little camp. When I get to go there, sometimes I sleep in that little camp by myself or with my son. And it's just the sweetest place. I find it very inspiring. And everywhere I look, there's a little memory. The the dishes we used to use. And you know how, I don't know if you're like this, but I remember which plate everyone used to use and stuff because there's a different design on every one. Anyways, it takes me down memory lane, which I love. And I have written a few there. I think I wrote Small Town Blues there, which is like track three on the album. But yeah, just camping too. Sometimes like when I write, it's a it starts as just a little melody or whatever. So definitely mm. like parts of st- songs are often written you know, outside or like in those key, key areas. Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that your home and your family and nature seem to be common threads that support you within your music and creativity, which is just beautiful. Yes, very much. That's where I feel most comfortable. And that's where I like to, you know, I like to have people in, like, I just, I feel most Mm -hmm. myself here in my home. So yeah, it's nice to like bring people over and connect with them in that way, I guess. I don't know. I have another question. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. Keep them coming. Amazing. This is fun. I'm just sipping Amazing. tea and it's lovely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of your album, what do you hope that people yeah. will take away from your music? Well, I hope that they they take away maybe a feeling of like hope um, and that there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Like it sounds cheesy or whatever, but a lot of the themes within the music, I find it, the songs, they're, they're all different, but the meaning behind them often, I find, are the trials and tribulations of mm-hmm. like loving, trying to love someone and trying to let yourself mm. be loved by someone. And it's way harder than it seems. It's just kind of all about that, the ups and downs. There's so much good stuff. There's hard stuff. But I think even if the song sounds sad and there's sad, sad parts to it, it's never like there's always hope and light and it's it's about self-acceptance and growth so hopefully people i think can relate to that and just enjoy enjoy the melodies i hope i hope they're uplifting and well they're one in particular maybe two are very very sad but hopefully it's not like too too much but of that's a bummer. life though right we all have a range of emotions and i think yeah. it'll be really relatable for probably many people especially listening to those sad songs yeah yeah and you're like taking them on a journey too right i hope (laughs) yeah 
and it's not only sadness it's it, it, it's 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 mm-hmm. light like it's all of it it's just uh for some reason i have like this thing sad <laughs> songs it's not like i'm running around like all sad and stuff it's just you're so not I, alone I just, you're so just not alone because there's so okay if you look at okay. so many of the great songs that are out there a lot of them are actually sad and people just they yeah they relate to them because life there is sadness in life, but there's also joy, right? And there's all this, the other emotions in between exactly. and everything. And you can't have one without the other. That's just the way things go. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. I didn't have it written down or anything, but I'm curious about your teaching aspect. I know that this year has been a lot different for many people. And in terms of like, your album is very centered on like mental health, emotions, that kind of stuff, essentially. I'm curious, like how has the pandemic affected you as a teacher? Oh goodness, as a teacher. Well, I mean, luckily my, like I get my energy Mm -hmm. from my students, right? So like, right this year I have a grade three and four and they're just they're just the greatest little bunch. And I was so lucky, I feel, that I had at least September till December with them. Uh, and well, and then a little bit, and then it started the back and forth online, virtual, mm-hmm. you know, we went virtual in January for a week, we went back. So I always get attached to my students. I really, obviously, I prefer mm-hmm. teaching in person. I like being with them. The way I teach is very like, it's me as my physical body jumping or like sometimes physically jumping around or whatever to get their attention and get them busy doing stuff. So this year it was quite different. We weren't really allowed to do a whole bunch of things that, that I would usually do like the, the interactive group kind of work and stuff. Um, Singing had to be limited, which was very, very sad. And then virtually, well, that's just another story. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. doing my best. It's I love seeing them. The huge positive is like I get to see their their faces because all year they were wearing masks. So that's like the big thing that I get to see them. And I mean, they're always they're just the sweetest. First thing I turn on my my microphone and all I hear is I know Madame Judy I know but like they're so they want to be the first one to say hello and like like, how can I complain about that like how can you know yes uh, virtually teaching is I don't like it like I'll just say that it's you know I how much can I do when it's just my face on a screen and so doing our best but like yeah just just for me, it's the relationships mm-hmm. with the kids that that's what does it. So that hasn't changed. So I'm just kind of like, whoo, I think like everyone hoping that in September, when we go back, it's for real. And it's like, hopefully, it's just going to stay in person and no yeah. masks, I'm hoping. And I'm switching. Actually, I will be in oh great kindergarten <laughs> in September. <laughs> <laughs> crazy that's gonna be exciting I love that that warmed my heart so much when you said that as soon as you log on and they're all just like I know Madame Julie like just 
eagerly waiting to wish you well on your day which is just so beautiful and it's kind of like it made me wonder too like Uh, how are the students handling this whole online and you have obviously a a very close perspective to that but by that comment that seems like they're doing pretty okay but if you want to elaborate on that you can yeah they i mean in general like they're all Everyone mm-hmm. is different, right? Some of them do very well. And they're very independent and they are eager to work and they, they, they you know, they, they understand quickly or whatever. Others, no, I could see, I could see it's tiring. Mm-hmm. Being in front of a screen yeah. is hard on everyone. And honestly, it is a little sad to see their yeah. energy goes down way more quickly. Whereas usually I could keep them pretty stimulated all day long like I see them like you know like they're yeah. they're missing their friends they're they're missing just real regular yeah. regular life so it definitely it's definitely having an effect on their mental health I see it in my son as well he used to love love online school he's very mm-hmm. very independent has his whole setup he's in grade six so he's got it going on mm-hmm. way more than me I have one one little screen he's got like two or oh, wow. three <laughs> so, anyway in his little office so but he's i mean it the what do you say like the the novelty has passed i guess like he's kind of he's missing going yeah. to school as well so yeah it is hard kind of, it it's is hard it's challenging right so it's it's like how can you really support them in this capacity like it's yeah i think we're all kind of like at a loss at this point we're just like okay doing our best you know and yeah right (laughs) nobody knows like we're all in the same you know we're all in the same boat i mean i feel okay i feel very Mm -hmm. privileged i don't want to say like the the pandemic at least Mm -hmm. i still have a job and at least you know like everyone's healthy for me and it's it's okay i know some people have had Mm -hmm. it much much harder but Yeah, like I think it's important to just listen to the kids, recognize whatever they're feeling is legit because they're feeling it and they're kids. Like this is not normal. Like they should be allowed to just go to the park and do whatever and, you know, anyway. I'm curious, have you been turning more towards your music during this time during the pandemic um yeah well the the not the reason but i mean the the moment i guess that i decided okay i'm just gonna record these 10 songs was mm-hmm. pretty much last march is when i approached uh, i messaged john danny Lou. just thought he would be a good candidate you know like to to help me mm-hmm. with some ideas like i brought the songs to him i, I just kind of said like look i have these songs can you tell me if they're good enough or whatever because I you know the people closest to me had heard them at campfires or whatever and they're like you know they like them but you never really know and maybe it's just me I need like extra confirmation like (laughs) I'm trying to work on that eventually because of the pandemic and I couldn't play with my other Mm -hmm. band the Apets Mel and Andre we couldn't hang out anymore so I was just kind of like, okay, well, this is a perfect time to work on my stuff. If I'm ever going to do it, it's now. Because I also wanted to end mm-hmm. this chapter in my life with these songs. There's a lot of uh, joy, but there's a lot of heaviness. And I just wanted to make almost like a gift to myself. I know it sounds weird. A gift to myself in this album. And the old me would have been like, oh, that's so conceited of you or stupid <laughs> or something. You know, like, why do you deserve what? Like, anyway, but... 
because these songs mean so much to me and I just wanted to feel for me to feel like a legit singer songwriter I had to do this so I just kind of slowly asked people and it just got done like last summer is when we recorded uh had a super little small team and been you know last summer we recorded in the meantime I've also been like playing around on band camp, uh, mm-hmm. not band camp garage band <laughs> which is just like an app on my phone so I've been making sort of like electronic tunes which is new for me so just being funny with that and having fun just having days I remember like early pandemic last winter just spending the whole day working on a song (laughs) (laughs) you know like almost like in a manic way like I'm not even eating I'm just drinking coffee and I'm gonna finish this song and then it ends up really weird and making a video for it or whatever so I really got to spend a lot of time by my, like for me, that's why I feel like very lucky for me. The pandemic was actually good for me because I think I am probably what they call it extroverted introvert. Like, (laughs) so I'm an introvert. I need a bit of social, but I get, I get burnt out really easily by it. So I, I, I need my alone time and that's what like fuels me. And I, I really like got to like spending time with myself actually this year. So I love kind that. Of a gift. I love that so much. Everything that you just said, but especially like really taking that reflective time, appreciating your space and who you are and tuning into your creativity and allowing yourself to flourish during a very challenging year and honoring the fact that you do have this beautiful musical gift and allowing yourself to watch it and build it like allow it to be birthed into the world through this creative means of like actually making the album and you have to or we all have to celebrate ourselves and give us those gifts whether it's an album or like a nice meal or relax like you know a cup of coffee yes absolutely (laughs) totally totally exactly I feel like I I very much feel that way. And for so many years, like I'm in my 40s now, like I feel like I'm a late bloomer, but it's taking me uh, a a really long time. And I've had a lot of self-doubt and like, you know, yeah, mental health issues and uh, one step forward, two steps Mm -hmm. back kind of thing and self-sabotage. But I also, so so you know, as you work on yourself, you kind of get a little momentum and you Mm -hmm. start to believe in yourself. And also, I feel like it it sort of becomes self-indulgent a little bit if I keep saying like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Like, you know, how many people do I actually need externally to tell me that I'm good enough? Like, it has to come from within, I think. So finally, that's how I just kind of said, okay enough is enough you're getting annoying i'm you're i'm annoying myself i'm just gonna do it and uh, i've definitely whatever in the self-annoyance so you're not you're not by yourself in that i'm like oh my gosh like there are moments when in my past and it's like oh goodness gracious why are you no come on Kristen, get it together (laughs) which like it's a little kick in our butts to move on that healing path which we all have those whatever wounds from whenever relationships, breakups, um, childhood, and you're putting that into your music, which is absolutely incredible and 
such a beautiful gift to yourself and also I think to the world, especially at this time. And I'm really excited to listen to it. Yay. So uh, you can come get it. Come get it anytime you the want. The unfortunate thing is, is that I hear that you only have vinyls and I don't own a record player. <laughs> oh no. I know. So I'm gonna have to buy it online and that'll that'll be okay. I'll still have my okay. coffee, but I should probably invest in a record player yes. at some point in the future. Cause there's um, that quality. <laughs> you do you. But the quality of the sound is just so good, yes. right? <laughs> I also yeah, love yeah, that you are totally. getting them on vinyls oh. as well because it's like bringing back the old school. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's like a treat for for me to. It's a whole sort of like a ritual for me to listen to records and, you know, I just wanted, I really wanted to see this like on a record and also that I love the giant mm -hmm. format, like the it's like a giant canvas that you can work with. Yeah, it's 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 lovely, and the album has the mm -hmm. the thing is. The digital does not oh, give shucks. you the lyrics. Maybe, I'll, maybe I will but, have to get the uh, vinyl copy then so I can follow along. <laughs> I could just, I could just uh, print out my lyrics oh, for you. <laughs> just send you a word. I'll send you a word oh, file. goodness, I feel honored. <laughs> so we're actually coming up closer to the end of our little interview podcast episode here. Thank you so much for joining okay. me today um, and sharing space with us all. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your new album in full. I do have one more question, though, and it's in order to leave on a more of a reflective okay. note. So I'm wondering, what does okay. joy mean to you? Joy to me means peace within freedom giddiness <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just throwing <laughs> words at you giddiness swimming putting jogging pants okay. right after swimming Ooh. and then having a fire i like your kind of joy, joy. you know what i mean <laughs> you know what you mean <laughs> um that's some kinds of joy uh <laughs> I think your answer is great. You know, joy. Your answer is great. Okay. You don't have to elaborate okay. anymore. You're doing awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. If I go further, I think I'm going to mess it up. You're not going to mess it up. You're not going to mess it up. Just, it up. Just oh, goodness gracious. This has been so beautiful. Uh, my heart feels really full right now. And I hope that yours does too. Yay. Yes, Thank does. you all. You're so Thank welcome. You so Thank much. you so much for being the very first guest of Ben on our Mind podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and sharing space and listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, please click the follow button to be kept up to date for the future episodes when they're released. If you love our content and want to support us further, please head over to our Patreon and become a monthly member. This helps us continue to create content for you to listen to. And if you have any questions or comments, please contact us at binonourmindpodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. 